Hi, everybody. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Mina, and I'm full-time administrator here and at the Hillside campus, so I'm just visiting you guys today. It's actually my first service, so in Itaewon here, so it's, it's really awesome to be here. Um, I'm going to share about my General Santos Philippines mission story. Um, my first overseas missions trip was to the Philippines in 2007. I had just started to renew my relationship with God that year after a long hiatus of living away from him. I didn't feel ready, and I was feeling anxious about the trip, but I wanted to show God that I was serious about our relationship. I wanted to show my commitment to him and my commitment to make disciples of all nations. The mission trip was a landmark for me and a trip of so many firsts. Not only was it my first overseas missions trip, but it was the first time for me to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and the first time for me to receive and use my prayer language. It was also my first sober birthday in over eight years. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, this past January, I was able to go back to the Philippines for the first time in three and a half years. I went out with a team of 12 under the theme of Taking Dominion, Genesis 128. Just like God had taken dominion of my life by delivering me from secret sins, taking away my shame and condemnation, and healing me of many childhood hurts, my team would also go out and take dominion of General Santos. Psalm 115.16 states, The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. Our mission, to see heaven on earth. In heaven there is no sickness, sorrow, or oppression. It is a place of full health, love, joy, and security. And our desire was to see these things released in General Santos. And this is what we saw. In total, we ministered at 12 different services with the time of preaching and teaching, a testimony time, and also a time to pray for the sick and bless people. In each service, the Lord moved in different ways, um, but there are also different aspects of heaven that were released. On our second day, we ministered at a church of about 80 people. Pastor Marcus had asked for God to show him a sign of his favor, and in the beginning of the service, a dog had walked through, and he took it as creation was responding to God's glory. <laughs> One of our team members that day uh, got to share about his life story about growing up as a poor missionary kid. His family had to rely on God for everything, even for the daily food that they ate. As he shared his testimony um, from his heart about how he grew bitter at God, and instead turned to a life of instant pleasure. There was a moment in the testimony where the presence of the Lord became very thick, and he spoke out from his spirit, Thank God, because even when I didn't seek him, he sought after me. Many people were touched uh, by his story and started to cry at the story of God's love for him. Later, after that service, we found out that the church was made up of many people who have been persecuted for their faith. A majority of them had relocated because of this persecution and joined the church uh, that we ministered to that day. They were able to relate uh, to his testimony, and God used the story to speak hope and life. Heaven is a place of overabundant life. Later in that same service, we had a time for healing. Several people on the team came up to the front of the room to ask the Lord for what kind of diseases he wanted to heal. Each person shared with the congregation different ailments or diseases that they felt like God wanted to heal that day. Sixteen people stood up in response, and God miraculously healed them all. Pain in the shoulder, knees, and head were gone in Jesus' name. 
back, stomach, thigh, and chest pain removed. Numbness was gone. Many of them came up to testify and share their stories and how God had healed them that day. It was a miraculous time. There is no sickness in heaven, and we had just tasted a little bit of heaven that day. On our fourth day of ministry, we ministered at a Bible college. And while I was in Korea praying and preparing, I had felt the Lord wanting me to preach a message about spiritual inheritance. When we arrived, the president of the school told us that many of the students were not sure if they were going to attend the next semester because they did not have money. Each semester is only uh, 50 U.S. dollars, um, but even that amount, the students did not have. I took it as a confirmation that this was the message that they needed to hear because as God's children, he gives us a spiritual inheritance and heavenly means of provision. Before the message, our team performed a skit called Set Me Free, which shows the reality of Satan and demons who tried to kill, steal, and destroy man. It was a powerful time as the students were able to visually see what happens in the spirit realm. After the skit, the entire team came up and asked God what he wanted to heal people of that day. The team spoke out different things such as depression, anxiety, insecurity, and other types of oppression. As the students came up and we prayed for them, God moved in a miraculous way. Many of the students were on the floor crying, praising God, and shaking under the power of God. Callings were being confirmed, comfort was being released, lies being broken off. In heaven, there is love, joy, and security, and heaven was coming down to earth. That same day, we headed over to a youth rally. Over 150 youth gathered, and some of the kids had traveled more than two hours by foot to come and see. I've never experienced worship like that before, but I can tell you it was like heaven on earth. The entire place was worshiping, jumping, yelling, and shouting out to the Lord. It was amazing. Pastor Myungwa preached on the Heavenly Father's love and how it is so much more extravagant than the love of earthly fathers. She opened up the altar for people who wanted to know the Heavenly Father's love. At first, no one came up. Um, Pastor Myungwa had shared um, that she saw many of the children crying in the crowd, but no one had come up to receive prayer. Afterwards, one of the native pastors uh, came up to sing a song in the native language about the Father's love. And that is when... Many, many, many of the kids started to come up and flood the altar. Apparently, the culture in the Philippines is that people um, are very private about problems within the family. Rarely is it made public, and to come up to an altar call like that would be telling the world that you have issues with your family. Nonetheless, after our translator, Pastor Ching, sang a song about the Father's love, many of the children ran to the stage to be ministered to. Some of the children at the altar were wailing and had so much sorrow and grief and it truly amazed me that even at that young age, kids can feel so much pain. I had grown up with the mentality that we have to keep it all in, but as I watched these kids, it made sense to me that this is what the devil does. He gets us to hold on to our hurt and to not share with other people. As these children cried and cried and released the pain, I could sense God's love being poured out and healing their wounds. They were giving their hurts to the Lord, and in return, God was healing, uh, healing them with his love. It was a beautiful moment of restoration and truth being released. There is no sorrow in heaven. There is only joy. Afterwards, we had a time of worship again, and praise was in an uproar again. The children who were just moments ago releasing their sorrows and hurts to the Lord were now jumping for joy for the God that cares about each one of them. Now, looking back on the trip, um, there were so many healings and signs and wonders, and God's power was moving in amazing ways. And God, he does that because he honors his word. 
And in his word, it says that we will lay our hands on the sick and that they will recover. And he is faithful to his word and to his character. But through it all, the most memorable moments on the trip were when the presence of God was so thick in the place. And all I could do was just sit there and be floored about how amazing his love is. All we could do was worship, exalt him, honor him, and love him. There were even times when I couldn't sing, and I couldn't do anything but just cry and cry and understand and understand and know the love that he has for me. And that's when the gospel is so real, that he gave his one and only son Jesus for a sinner like me. And that's it, really. It's to get the revelation of the gospel and to give it to others, loving God and loving people. God will be God, and he'll work through us and do the signs and wonders. It's just our job to love and follow him. God is a God of love. Thank you.